August 27, 2021. It's the Waffle Pedro Show.
Pops and Pedro Pops Show. Pedro. Happy Friday. Got a little echo. My shining hour, John Coltrane, start off the show. Then Cuit versus Submerged with El Topo. And uh, you can probably hear him using his uh, click click there. You can hear you chipping around there, Kurt. Oh, okay. I'll turn down my volume. Sorry about <laughs> no, that. No, it's all right. It's cool. Just shows to go you. Uh, Kurt Gluck, people. Welcome aboard, Kurt. Hey, nice you. to be here. We got to thank Dave for the connect, right? Yeah, good old Russian Dan. Yeah, yeah. Dan, not Dave. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Dan Falahoff. There's, there's, a, there's a V in his name. <laughs> yeah, my middle name, too. David. David. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, our first connect was do a spiel together. So, yeah, small world, everything in circle. I, I, I want to learn about your journey through music, Kurt. You're talking oh, to me from Atlanta, right? You're on tour? No, actually, I've just moved from it. I've just moved uh, base from Atlanta to Portland. Uh, this is the last station for me. So we are in the same time zone as of right now. You're in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Yeah, because we got one on the starboard side, too, in Maine. That is true, in Maine. Yeah, maybe. Okay, okay. So you're actually li- changing living pads. Okay. I misunderstood. I thought you were kind of on a tour. I am. No, I'm. No, you didn't misunderstand. What I am traveling right now, uh, and this is just my this is my last station of the travel, Portland. Ah, oh, so you ain't living there. You just visit. No, 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 no. I live in Estonia. I, I, this that, is my that's first what time I thought. back. Okay. Yeah, I, this is my first time back in America in about uh, shoot, like almost two years. Okay. Yeah, everything. Well, the situation, right? Estonia. Mm-hmm. That's how we're talking because those software engineers with their Skype invention. So. I know uh, Mr. Gates and his corporation owns it now, but they, they invented it, so thank you. Yeah, Skype, yeah, is, is invented by some folks that I know in Estonia, actually. You actually know them, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, well, I'll yeah, tell Mel you another Estonian. Well, they, they did Estonian. okay. They, they did okay, ultimately. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's another Estonian I know that's part of Estonia, and his mother was from there. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Raymond Pettibone. No way. I did not know that. Right? Well, because sexist uh, way with last names, right? The, yeah. His father, Regis Ginn, Irish, okay. But mm-hmm. mom's side, yeah, I, I can't even remember the last name, but O-I-E is her first name, Ui. And uh, Ui. She, she's from there, you know. They met after the Second War, and mm-hmm. Raymond's father. and So, yeah. So when you see uh, uh, Raymond Pettibone, Artwork. I will say Tere. Yeah, there's some, there's Estonia there a little bit. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. but let's let's talk about your journey. Did it your music journey start in uh, what the big town Tallinn? No, actually, I'm 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 from Brooklyn originally, and uh, I had moved down to Washington D.C. to go to University of Maryland for a few years, and uh, that's where I really kicked off and started uh, playing and DJing. Oh shit! Okay, let's go back then. When you're a boy in Brooklyn, your mm-hmm. earliest music re- recollection. Did you have any memories back then? Yeah, we used to we used to go outside and play uh, stick hockey, and that's how I got onto Napalm Death because we had a cassette tape of From Enslavement to Obliteration that we just used to blast while we'd play hockey in this abandoned tennis court sort of job. Okay, in in the pad you grew up in, was there any musical instruments? Oh yeah, absolutely. My mom had this killer keyboard that the left hand played accompaniment. And then the right hand, you could put melody on. It's just some Yamaha thing with the speakers built into it. So since I was a little kid, I'd be playing on that thing. And you know what? I just kind of am still doing the same thing. <laughs> Do you still have that fucking machine? 
Yeah, just like yeah. something something that does the rhythm, something that does the rhythm, and then got one hand no, to uh, you, you got the actual note. machine from those old days? No, 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 that is long gone, long gone, sadly. Uh, yeah, well, some dudes, there was a cat on the show, and he had shit from his old days. He never got rid of anything. Um, hey, you know, you know, like I have my first bass that I bought with the when I was 16. My first bass, that I held on to. <laughs> well, let's get into that shit. Okay, so the, mm-hmm. the instrument at the pad is this keyboard trip. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first thing that you jump on. But what about in school? Were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? I played clarinet. <laughs> no, the, the liquid yeah. stick, bitch. Yeah. And uh, how long? Oh, uh, all throughout junior high school, high school, and I, st- I still have my first clarinet too. And okay. I have a bass clarinet also because I Eric mean Dolphy. it was more fun to play the more pl- more fun to play the bigger guy. Eric Dolphy. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Don, Don Garrett, did you hear about the new uh, Live in Seattle? They got the Love Supreme part they're putting out. Oh, my goodness. Live in Seattle is one of my favorite records. They've done an extended version of that? Well, the, the, the Love Supreme part, because there's actually a sequence of that. You know, the only one they had like before like was the Ann Tibb one in France. And, and mm-hmm. John Coltrane didn't really like that performance. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess this guy was sitting on it. Yeah, and it's coming out. And, and that had this guy, Donald Garrett. You know, sometimes they'd have a guest, right? And, oh, yeah, uh, Donald Garrett's an incredible ba- jazz bass clarinet player. I really yeah, like his yeah, style. Yeah, I think he played some uh, stand-up, too. But there's uh, mm-hmm. he does both on that. It was a little club, right, uh, in Seattle, 1965, and mm-hmm. all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, I, I love that record a lot, too. Okay. I like so, Benny Maupin. Benny Maupin also, uh, Jewel of the Lotus. That, that's another killer bass clarinet jazz record. Benny Maupin's a killer. He was on uh, Bitches Brew. He was actually yeah, on Miles yeah. Davis's. Yeah, later on. Right, right. With uh, Michael Henderson. Great bass. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> love, you know, not fusion at all, right? Not, no. Uh, I think no. it was fucking Stevie Wonder's dude. Yeah. Right? And, and Miles told Stevie, I'm going to, at the Apollo or some shit, I'm going to get your bass, man. Well, he could he just played those ostinatos till I mean, the wheels the, came the off. Was, That's uh, what held that band together. Well, he also had uh, Dave Holland right on the stand up and stuff. It was a trippy combination, mm-hmm. you know. Miles, his vocabulary was just so huge. Uh, but back to your journey. First mm-hmm. record, yeah. First record you bought with your own money. Oh, geez, Biohazard something or other. Oh, the, the Biohazard record yeah, Florida, that Florida had, band, yeah. uh, like uh, kind of. Hard Rock, right? Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn guys. Oh, they were like Brooklyn. New York, okay, New York okay. guys, Biohazard. Okay. So, like, first record I bought with my own money was the the Orange album. It might have been self titled. I forget what. I forget and the you name. Know what? Of the I think I played album. with them in Miami. That's why I'm thinking Florida because I think I shared a, a stage with them once. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. That that would that would make total sense. It was sense a little while ago. <laughs> it was a little while. Mm-hmm. So my memory. And then the first gig you went and saw, Kurt. Oh, first first gig I went to see um, is uh, Napalm Death uh, right, at uh, right. the old 930 Club that still had the post in it in D.C. F Street. Yep. Yeah. Not the V Street joint. The the one that still had the big-ass post in it. All my gigs were there. Only one gig at D.C. Space. All my gigs oh. used to be in that. And then that alley is the fucking Ford Theater hatch where, right, the clown who shot mm-hmm. the president, yeah. Uh, you, you gave me some music here. Uh, this project you've had, well, we're going to get into it, but Submerged. It's called uh, yeah. Servant. Mm-hmm.
chapter headed The Divine Duty of Slugs. The section entitled Snares and Temptations. Which is.
back inside The flyer and the cut Might have been me Might have been me Might have been me Might have been me
Pedro show. That chunk of music start off as submerged, doing servant. Then Samuel Lock Ward with where where it's at, brand new, out of Iowa City. Bad blood exhaust. Danny, this guy's from uh, Germany. Interlude, darker than black. I see Hawks in L.A. This is brand new. Uh, Might have been me. Mold Omen out of Baltimore. Ego Death of Drum Solo. Free Range Solar Panel Farm. From the Campala Western Mass Mystery Band. So I'm not going to reveal any of the fucking people. Bob is Prendon. DA minus CC. Ray Shin. June of 87, part one of two. And then finally, last gas of the shit bat. Submerged. So, okay. Now, I know you had that weird keyboard. Long experience with the clarinet. You probably learned how to read music then, too. Yeah, um, definitely did. And uh, and then you mentioned something about bass guitar. Is that the third instrument you got on? Yeah, I picked up bass guitar in uh, high school because you know, I mean, that's what the you know I wanted to play in bands. My friends all played in bands. And right, I said, nobody you know, wants to rock the clarinet, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's not a band instrument so much. So, so I I, I learned how to play bass because my friend had a bass. And then the first Actually, one I Curtis I've used had, to be the clarinet used to be band leader material, right? Fucking Artie Shaw and Strippy <laughs> Alpha. You know, things change. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's uh, the bass guitar. I still have my very first uh, Mexican Fender Jazz, and I still absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, what, that's, what, what I picked that up when I was 16, what and then I, I was playing. Good. Amplifier. Uh, amplifier out of Crate, one of those Crate bass sure, amps. Sure, I know before. Crate. Kind of Fender uh, Econo line. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I had a big furry one that I just dragged around <laughs> with me to shows. Well, you're in Brooklyn, right? So, it, mm-hmm. well, well, how do you prac? In because after school, I'm not talking graduate, but in the afternoon, do you do the bedroom band, the basement band, garage band. I don't know. What do you do in Brooklyn? We had the garage band. We had the, uh, the up. Actually, the upstairs is somebody's garage, and uh, an upstairs garage. <laughs> the drummer's garage. So it's just like the the drum the drummer had really really cool parents, right? Yeah. And he had this whole rig upstairs, and uh, so we just played upstairs. And you know, at the time I didn't realize it, but I was running like three hour rehearsals because I was the band leader. So I was running like three hour rehearsals and like basically chasing the poor drummer's mom out of the house and everything. And I didn't realize that that's not so common that people didn't like usually like just show up and like play for hours and hours and hours on end. But I mean, I was, I just wanted to get our songs right. <laughs> what well, our songs. So you, you guys were actually writing your own shit. It wasn't copying stuff off records. No, my band mind furnace. We were, uh, we actually got into maximum rock and roll. So like my first band, we were, we were really, really aggressive. We played a lot and, uh, we just never had a record come out. Do you remember the first Mind Force? Mind Furnace. Furnace. Mind Furnace gig. What was the first Mind Furnace gig like? First Mind Furnace gig was like a like kind of like pool hall sort of scenario. And we stole a bunch of those uh construction uh things with the uh uh the the flashing lights. Yeah. We went to we went to a construction site and we just stole a whole bunch of those and we set those up on the stage. And so our first gig, it was great. We were a six piece. Like I, I love to do 
big stuff because I came from playing in, in band in high school, you sure, know, sure. 60, 70 piece band. So I like to write songs that had a lot of pieces in them. And so we just, we had six people, we had flashing construction equipment and shit that we just ran out and stole. So excuse me. But, uh, um, yeah, so that that was my first gig. We loved it, and I just haven't wanted to stop playing music since. It was a success. They didn't throw shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, and, and but, mm-hmm. but this band never recorded, not even four track oh. shit. We recorded once, but uh, we only got onto a compilation. We never had our own record come out. Okay, okay, and what about tour? Mm-hmm. Just played around like uh, DC area. Just local, okay. Yeah, DC, New you York. Never, you never got the van and did the like the I ninety five tour. Yeah, <laughs> the easy stuff. <laughs> you know, you there's all those gigs, right? A lot of big towns in I ninety five, and it ain't like out west here. <laughs> but you do have the heavy weather, so okay. Yeah, the eight so, by ten in Baltimore we played. That was a fun one. Oh, I remember that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, re- really high up stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, you know the spot. Well, the first time I played Balmar was uh, Mar- Marble Bar, <laughs> heavy place, heavy neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. So, so how how long does Mind Furnace last? Until mm, I go to university, and, and, and then uh, and what about know. school? Do you pursue music in higher education? Uh, no, actually, I'm an electrical engineer by trade. <laughs> no, it's all right. Franz Kafka was insurance guy came mm-hmm. up with the like hard hat rules and shit <laughs> everybody got to make a living somehow he, right he, well he called <laughs> it the he called it the two desks mm-hmm. right he had two desks one one for the shirts one for the right yeah so so anyway uh so you go to school for electrical engineering and mm-hmm. so what music is on the side no actually i quit school to become a dj because i got super into drum and bass music and that that's really where i launched off like after, after, you know, I was kind of, you know, you disappointed when my band broke up and like, you know, we all went separate ways cause we were all just, you know, on different paths in life. I was really disappointed and I started going to raves a lot and listening to uh, like the most active music I could cause drum and bass music was very, very active. It was fast. It was frenetic. It had the pace, it had the energy. So that's what I was really listening to. Okay. And like you stop, uh, you know, analog operated equipment like clarinet and bass you stop with that and you get into the more automated like going yeah, back to into, that Yamaha into, keyboard dealio yeah i get into electronic music which is you know kind of a, a reversion back to where i started at when well I you was know there, there's different ways of doing that some some dudes i've had on the show completely they use re- recording devices as like the instruments right because mm-hmm. they're using bits of sounds and uh Actually, there's a great cat out of Baltimore uh, named uh, Door, right? He's got this band, Network Glass. Okay. He's just gluing pieces of shit together, you know, uh, sounds, you know, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, That's what drum and bass is, sample-based music. And uh, so in 1998, I pick up a sampler, an Emu E4, and uh, I just start plugging the, the sounds, the drum sounds, the bass sounds, and I'm writing whole tracks off of this sampler. And, uh, I mean, that's really how I got started. And then, uh, I got invited by, uh, well, let me ask you, how, how did you get the sounds? Uh, just, uh, any, anywhere there were sample CDs. We had vinyl records that we oh, plug okay. in. Okay. They weren't, it wasn't like you got on your bass and you played some stuff and that became the sample. 
No, but there was a lot of vinyl sampling, like like queuing up a place in the record and just copping from that. Sure, or sure. Clyde Stubblefield, right? I think Funky Drummer's the most sampled fucking beat in the world, right? Funky Drummer, the the Amen break by the Winstons, oh, I yeah, mean, absolutely. break, all of that. Like the, we, I was using all of those tools back in the day. Okay. And okay. You know, just learning how to chop the beats into their individual hits. Sure. And then recreate something uh, about that. So, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, as, as somebody who went to school in high school and junior high school for music to put together uh, uh, a track and orchestrate a track, it was a really great feeling. It was just like, OK, cool. I'm not this isn't this isn't something that has to be given to me. This is something I can create myself. Yeah, sure, and I love sure. that expression. And, and, and was it always through the sequencer or did eventually the pewters got strong enough you could go through that right and you're graphically uh edited yeah the uh lot a logic came around and uh i was basically just using a sequencer that you know drove the midi instruments drove the hardware but when logic came around uh since i've been a logic user since logic three and that that's always been my cut and paste in my recording station okay so. okay yeah yeah so so that's why i was kind of uh meaning like the devices i mean a lot of people use the pewters, right? They're almost like a tape recorder. But this is mm-hmm. where it's, it's actually a, 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 a mode of an expression because, right? The, the mm-hmm. sampling and all this, the rhythm creating the little uh, motifs. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. Incredible. Even though Watt ain't got a lot of experience, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm really uh, uh, lucky to have, especially in the last year, a lot of cats on that made music this way. And it's trippy mm-hmm. how you came, uh, you arrived at it, like you said, school band, then the uh, garage band, and then man alone band. Yeah, then DJing because yeah, like DJing. to write the point the point of writing pieces was yeah. to have really good tracks that I could DJ that nobody else had. Okay. Right, so I just wanted to have my own music, even though that I just started DJing drum and bass because you know it was the music I loved yeah. and I wanted to be involved in it and be involved in whatever apparatus or whatever sort of scene was around for drum and bass. I mean, I had to have the good tracks. So I had to learn how to write the track so I could DJ really good stuff. And the first break I got was when Mick Harris from Napalm Death invited me to come write music with him because we had talked uh, on and off as like, you know, I was was a fan and, you know, I'd written to him and he was just like, oh, if you're passing through Europe, come on, come on up to my spot. So, I mean, uh, eventually I got to his place and we wrote the first two record, uh, first two tracks that I used for Ohm Resistance because I just uh, my label because I had nowhere else to put them. I didn't know what to do, and so I just mix it. Well, why don't you just do it yourself? And I said, Well, I don't have a problem with that. I like doing things myself. And so we took the two drum and bass pieces that me and Mick wrote together, and that's the very first Ohm Resistance record, and that's 1999. We're at now. <laughs> okay, okay, that's uh, interesting. So it's actually the fucking generosity. Mm-hmm. You, you know, a, Mick gave me the hand up. Per- he gave me that person- hand up and. We still work together today. What I what I meant to say, uh, Kurt, was you know, person to person connect. Mm-hmm. It's not about gear. It's not about even genre or beats per minute. It it's just pe- people want to create together. And him, yeah, and that was the up. fun thing just show just showing up That's and what I was like, say. having an invitation to go into the studio with someone I respected so much. I mean that 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 was incredible for me, and it's never really left me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the connect is people. Mm-hmm, people. Absolutely. Uh, you know, 
People ask me about the old days. I always say that. And I think new days is like that. Too. It's always going to be something about people. And if you can mm -hmm. collab, uh, yeah, the spirit of expression that way. Wow, what a manifest. Uh, Kurt, it's at the end of the first hour, August 27, 2021. Dish Watt Peter Show, special guest Kurt Glute. Hold tight for hour two. August 27, 2021, second hour of the Watt Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Start the second hour off with the blood of heroes. Wounds against wounds. That's what it is. Not words. What? Fuck. Ben Salter after that. Tasmania Cooperation. Lucas Labella from nearby Sydney. Alpha Romeo. Siri Carnival. Sodium Tunnel. Thomas DiMuzio. Early stuff from him. Los Skeletons. This is uh, Senor Al. South London, his new project, making funk, and finally groundswell, Gator Bait Ten. So, well, shit, we haven't got to submerge. Well, how did submerge happen, the Kurt? We- <laughs> well, submerge is that that uh, the group I'm uh, the my own solo project that yeah. I'm telling you about that I went to. That's my DJ name and what I produce drum and bass under. So, oh, okay. like I said, that's where that's where I started from. And then when I went to go to meet with Mick Harris, that's why yeah. we did the record Coit versus Submerge. Okay. Uh, the earlier, the El Topo. Okay, understood, understood. And, and then Blood of the Heroes? Mm. Blood of Heroes. Okay, the blood, the blood of Heroes comes from, it's the name of a Rutger Hauer film that came after Blade Runner. And it's a really, really under, criminally under-known about uh, post-apocalypse film. It's about people that run around and play a game trying to put a dog skull on a stick and then... They go to these weird nine cities that are buried deep underground. It's an incredible, like, apocalypse movie that nobody knows about. So we named the, this band after it. Now, who's in the band? All right, that band is uh, me, Dr. Israel on vocals, Justin Broderick on guitars, end user on synths and beats. And then uh, we've had a range of people play with us. Uh, we've had Bill Laswell do bass on one record. We had uh, Tony Momoni and yeah, I split Tony, on the last love record. Love him. Now, now, the singer man. And Tony's incredible. He's a great mentor. He taught me a lot of things in the he's studio. He's a beautiful guy. Uh, man, so much inspiration from him. And I got to play his bass twice on two of my records. Uh, this uh, Brother Israel, did he do mm-hmm. some bad brain singing? He 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 knows Dr. X. Okay. He's a... Uh, He's a, uh, he, I think he, uh, I forget how he relates to them, but I, I know he relates to them. I forget, I forget where at though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This ain't, watch show from Pedro show is not about gossip. So uh, I just thought on some uh, musical trip, I, him doing a tour with them or something. Uh, it's possible. For, for it's HR, possible. I just so. don't remember it. So, so, but, but this band, these are all, all New Yorker guys, right? Well, Justin, Justin is from uh, Birmingham. Okay. From 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 the UK, or actually, he lives in Wales now. But uh, he's a, he's just somebody that he did the band Godflesh, and he's just uh just a, just another guy like Mick Harris that I, I really admired as a as a as a young listener of music. Like these were two guys that not only uh, made the music they made and made the heavy stuff, but then they did side projects. They did ambient music. They did electronic music, and that widespread is what really kept me interested and really expanded my listening horizons because I followed the just what these guys were doing, what they put out. Yeah, yeah, and you know, music's music anyway. Fuck. It takes a lifetime to learn that shit. The genre yep. thing is such a Berlin wall. Uh, and it ain't physical, you know? We could take a hammer to it if it was physical. Mm-hmm. What, what, okay, so since he's in Wales and Birmingham and shit, so uh, the collab is uh, trading files over the internet? Well, basically, we'd, uh, yeah, and Bloody Heroes is like a, a, a coordinated movement because it just requires me and end user to start and write the beats ourselves. Yeah. Then we pass the beats to Justin to play guitar on and give yeah. us track. 
and then you know he'll pass back i mean and like it, it, we've done it differently over the years because we're on to our third album which is coming out next year okay, which so it's not about the situation this was a way of doing things before okay yeah, we were just always we were just always no. Always, that's uh, bitching to hear, Kurt. Now, t- tell me about Gator Bait Ten. All right, Gator Bait Ten is a uh, is my buddy Mark Phillips' band, and it's named after the infamous snuff movie Gator Bait Ten. It's about a, which is a guy that basically parachutes into a field of alligators and gets eaten, and it's a real real sicko business. So Mark's Mark's that's just his sense of artistic uh, like like this this gothic sense of humor like call, he calls it. A, Calls a swamp rock band Gator Bait Ten. Like, okay, uh, it fits our, it fits aesthetically. Now you gave me uh, uh, some uh, submerged here, dead. I want to play, and then some more Blood of the Heroes. Uh, like Last Force. Let's listen.
Pedro show that chunk of music started off with Submerged doing Dead. Then now Margolis with Jan Viola. Finally, Blood of Heroes, The Last Force. Now, something about Gator Bay, you say that's your buddy's band. So, yeah. So, he, he, okay, so it's he, he's running the sessions, he's running the project. So, what, do you yeah. go visit him or, or is it trading files that way also? That one, that one was, uh, uh, trading files if I remember right and then we recorded it we all got together for the mix and that, that was kind of interesting we recorded in our own separate areas right. and then all of us went to Studio G in Brooklyn Tony and uh, uh, you know Tony's, Tony's spot and then uh, Joel mixed the Bloody Heroes record Joel Hamilton yeah his partner I know Joel very well yeah. They have a yeah, project called the Broken I, I, I was a partner with those guys for a few years in Studio G in Brooklyn I helped them put the new spot together well, well you know uh Book of Knots. They, they yes, of course. I think yes, I love Book of Knots. That's, that's their incredible project together. I think I'm on the second edition, but I think they got another one they're working on. So I might be aboard 
I gotta write them about that. So it's, I heard I heard about it. Are you on any of the booking ads? No, sadly, I'm not. I, I'm not. Because they're they're a pretty big collab. There's a lot. I think it's like every t- tune is a different band, right? Yeah, well, that's their blood of heroes, basically. That's their that's their like. Let's invite all of our friends to play together. Group, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Pettibone said, "Yeah, band should be about friends playing together." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would think, right? <laughs> well, uh, to to me, that's that's what I, I do things for pleasure in life. If it's sure. not providing me pleasure, I'm not so much interested in it. <laughs> right. Well, maybe that's why. Uh, well. Uh, mind uh, furnace you're younger people you know, like you said everybody had their own life ways so some mm-hmm. stuff maybe it only has certain kind of shelf life because you're evolving right but did you ever Absolutely. go back but Kurt did you ever go back and play with any of those cats again no but you know what the interesting thing is I'm finally building my own studio after all these years of yeah. renting spaces and yeah. everything and I've made myself a promise when I finish off my own studio I will invite everybody from uh, Mind Furnace to come back and and do do basically do the first record that we always intended to do. But you know, like twenty five years later, when we have <laughs> at our our, our 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 hands ourselves to make it sound exactly like what we want. So th- that's my goal is to get to get my my drummer Kevin Mitchell. He actually went on to be a really amazing human rights advocate attorney. Out of out of Los Angeles, you'd never think guy guy that could play double kick drums faster than a steamroller, you know, like sure. like that, that guy. That guy turns out to be a, a, an amazing human rights attorney in the well, future. Again, again, on Franz Kafka, the two desks. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and and thank then, God uh, we got a guy like that fighting for those kind of rights and stuff. Uh, so, in a way, it ain't nostalgia because you're going to realize the thing you guys never got to do. Yeah, no, that, that's that's the absolute goal. So that, that's 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 a long termer. Get us uh, Seth, Kevin, and and uh, Josh and everybody up there, and so then the, just uh, right. There were six of you. Play right? a six piece, Nate. Yeah, right. So you know that's bitching, and then you know, and putting together your own pad, twenty five, thirty years of doing music, you can appreciate doing that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. like and, fun, like us Minutemen. Yeah, we'd have two hours drive up to Hollywood, give all those dudes all that money. Oh my god! So I, I, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, Kurt. Big time. And uh, yep. do, do you have a name for the place yet? Uh well, I've always called my 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 studios after like something site. Like like most of them were called Black Site. Like there's yeah. Black Site One, Black Site Two. Right. But now now that we've moved on, now that now this is Blue Site, and that's going to be Blue Site Two. Okay. Okay. And mm-hmm. then the, the Ohm resistance. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 is that in uh, perspective of the blue site? Oh well, Ohm resistance is, is just my label. It's and that, the that's label. How, that's, okay. Okay. That's I the out. Sure. That's the outlet for releasing music. I mean, that's just sure, 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 sure. One's yeah, going to be a physical pad to make the music, or the other one's a kind of a yeah superstructure to get the music to deliver deliver to the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, bank camp and stuff like this, right? Absolutely, yeah. And we do have a we do have an ohmresistance.bandcamp.com spot too. I mean, that's where we keep all our music at. And I've got 22 years worth of catalog that's, up there. It's bitch. been our recording and all from our evolution that's as a bitch. label, from a drum and bass label to like to expanded projects with bands and everything. It's been a heck of a ride. Okay, at the end of the second hour, you're still on that ride, Kurt. April, mm-hmm. uh, August 27, 2021, did one Peter show. Hold time, hour three.
August 27, 2021, third hour of the Watt for Pedro.
Peter's show start off the third hour with submerged versus Bill Aswell temporal portal. Now, why versus? Have you noticed I'm versus on everything? Yeah, it, it started. It started with a, uh, I don't know, with Coit versus submerged. Like that's the very first own resistance record. Yeah, and I'm like the nicest guy on the planet. I don't want to be versus anybody. I'd rather be. I'm like a collaborator. Well, that's I, what I was going to say because these cats end up as accomplices. Right, it, it like it, it, it's funny though, but ah, I mean, I get, you know what? It's ironic that that's it. It, it. Also, I mean, to me, like uh, 
I, I don't know. Like, I, I've done combat sports my whole life. Like, I wrestled for six years. So, I mean, maybe the versus thing is just implanted in me. I don't know. Some I don't K, know. Some kayfabe, Kurt. Yep. <laughs> don't break the kayfabe. Babes, New don't York break. City after that. Pucker up, baby. Had Bago with Dobro Reprise. Pet Bottle Ninja comments. Stillborn. A fragment from Nadja. And I write your name. Submerged. Do you, do you keep a, like a reservoir of parts, or do you write for the moment when you're composing? Oh, every, everything I write is always a new sequence. I have, I have like, I'm, I have an organized sound library, but the yeah. sound library is something I've built myself over 22 years. Yeah. But I don't, I don't use loops. I don't, like, like, I have a bunch of synthesizers. So, I mean, of course, you always start from a preset but i don't ever use a synth preset because that's just not that's not kosher to me yeah like i'd rather it has it has to be something that i put my touch on absolutely absolutely yeah so i mean it beats i program hit for hit usually it's very rare that i'll use a break and if i do it's for that specific effect of it's stapled togetherness you know what, what about like, titles like you know what made me think of this is i write your name i mean that, that suggests a lot of shit there kurt well, I mean, like I write your name comes from uh, uh, it's it's a it's a it's part of a film. Oh man, I can't remember I can't remember the title. The director, the same guy who directed Cosmopolis and uh, Videodrome. Why am I Cronenberg? Cronen it's the Cronenberg, Cronenberg movie after Cosmopolis, uh, a Maps to the Stars. And there's this, this one section in there where this girl's like basically having like kind of a mental health breakdown. And she and she does a poem, and it ends with "I write your name." And I just loved the way that that sat, and I, I had to pay tribute to it, so I okay. sampled that bit can, of it. Can I ask you this? Yeah. Did that come first before the tune or after? No, no, no. I write your name started with that sample. It's so like you, a lot you of things. Actually, started just... with the title. Mm -hmm. now, oh I'm, yeah, I'm, I do that Kurt, a lot. <laughs> this is why I'm 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 getting kind of mind blown by this because everybody I ask about songwriting. They tell me they put the titles on last, and where Watt has to always go the other way. And you oh, did it my way. Up. Thank you. <laughs> well, you got to start with the intent. Like when you're writing, you have to set that intent. Absolutely. The, That's, it starts totally from the title. I, I totally I'll have a whole agree. album of titles done before I finish the album, before I finish the first track on the album. I, I'm like that too, man. You're the only <laughs> dude I've ever met that's like that. Fuck. Yeah, no, the intent has to be spoken because right, it, it's because a, it establishes the focus, language. right? Where you want to put all the attention and bring all your device to aid and abet. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's a spell. I mean, we're writing these things, and they're like advanced level spells, and so we have to start from the formulation of the spell right. with what is the spell? What are we casting? Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, in the old days, I was reading about old days. People had secret names because if someone knew your name, they had power over you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like uh, that's kind of like if if like it's it's hasty to tell anyone your last name ever. Right now, look here's another verses. This is with uh, Graham Haynes.
Ready for takeoff. T minus one. Submerge, murder, 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 murder. The manager of the weight. Cool key. key. 52 states, European, worldwide. Mungu Smith. Mediterranean bosses. Submerge. The manager of the weight. Escape from the format, life like cabin, cabin fever Stuck in the box, the world cyber the driver Lyrics come out and glide like hand gliders Innovative concept designer Relaxing my mind, free on a recliner Exported thoughts, get them imported Nothing never distorted Never nervous like a robot recorded No paranoia or horror Burning incense when I look in the water Never taking orders, coming through the border Captain the realness Like I look in the sauna, relieved from steam in the building Vacation blocking anger out Submerge with the urge, combat with infinite words the land like a paper hawk with infinite words Wings expand, free like a bionic man To run open in the sonic sand Six ships, pirates whip The deck ship, the wind split Wind split, wind split Everything all clear Relieve your mind from exhaustion, distortion Relieve your mind from exhaustion, distortion Relieve your mind from exhaustion, distortion Relieve your mind from exhaustion, distortion. Relieve your mind from exhaustion, distortion. Relieve your mind. Relieve your mind. Relieve your mind. Open tops like a dolphin, releasing water. You catch it with the Minolta. States are altered, penis slightly salted. I'm involving like never been before, revolving doors. Wow, 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 wow. Arrival, survival tactics with backflips. Vocal action is accurate. The sun rays shine a new light back of it. Relieve, relieve your mind from exhaustion, distortion, distortion. Relieve your mind from exhaustion, distortion, distortion. Relieve your mind from exhaustion, distortion, distortion. Relieve your mind. Relieve your mind. Relieve your mind. Power sources, Mediterranean bosses, the near nuclear, imperial material, stereo. Dolby waveform and sequence ready to perform. Like rocket releases increasing. Meters altitude for believers. Mind receivers, big as the Grand Canyon. Capacity open for my space campaign. I'm dreaming land in the hammock. To the Mirage vanish, all excess passes without internal damage. While I come into headquarters and make a landing. Surrounded by commanders, generals above standard. In candid cameras, we all advances. To the next encounter. Relieve your mind from exhaustion, distortion, distortion. Relieve your mind, relieve your mind. Relieve your mind from exhaustion, distortion, distortion. Relieve your mind, relieve. Relieve your mind from exhaustion, distortion, distortion. Relieve your mind, relieve your mind, relieve your mind. Relaxation. Checking all panels. Left and right. Got a copy. Z minus four. Everything all clear.
from top to bottom. Watch for Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Graham Haynes versus Submerged. Perseverance. Uh, Brett Goodsight out of Milwaukee with his new BHM1. That's a title. <laughs> Only Brett knows. <laughs> Derek Moneypenny after that. South Van Ness, Vicky. And finally, Cool Keith. Scoring Submerged. Distortion. Submerged remix. Uh, cool Keith, man, he does a lot of trippy projects. Uh, cool Keith is incredible. He's definitely another giant influence for most of us on the label, just because of his originality, yeah. his creativity, and his willingness to like just, just play roles as part of this entertainment thing he does. He lets the freak flag fly. Absolutely, I love, I love it. Now <laughs> you were telling me some shit off air that I thought the listeners should hear about this uh, perseverance tune that you and Graham did. Yeah, it's, it's great because the record we just did, Echolocation, is about time and place. It's just kind of experiences. And if you notice, most of the titles are, are places. But the one that kind of isn't is Perseverance. And that's because we wanted to like just pay a little tribute to this Mars rover that's out there because it's just crazy. And, you know, that's a place. The human reach of place has been extended at this point. So, you know, we wanted to like just include something that shows this range of of uh of where humans have been as far as places go that we would consider an actual place but instead of coming up with like you know whatever the the assigned name is for whatever crater it's sitting in i think most people would more easily recognize the fact that perseverance is the uh, mars rover that's up there so that's our little hello to that guy and the way you, that's what happened you, you, you had the title you had the concept hey well, let's realize this this idea mm-hmm. of place uh, and Perseverance, obviously, it's the name of the machine, right? Yep, absolutely is. And uh, one of them, uh, the battery went out or something. Right? Oh, that was the saddest thing ever when the thing says, my light is low and my yeah. battery is dying. <laughs> oh, man. I remember that. What, oh, I think that one's heavy. Opportunity, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the one right before Perseverance. Yep. You, know, you know, I was born in 1957, so big on me was the space race, Kurt. Mm-hmm. You get to the moon, you know, and that was all over and shit. But for like 10 years there, whoa, everything was about space race. And so I got a little excitement about that stuff. I still am about it. Uh, what? But how did this collab with uh, Cool Keith and, and Scorn? Yeah, yeah, that's that's Mick, that's Mick Harris under another another of his names. Okay. Uh, and that that's that's one of our one of our labels like uh, most prominent artists is the Scorn project that Mick does, and so. Basically, how this happened was I'm a cool Keith fan since I was a kid. I mean, the records he does are incredible. And uh, like my buddy Dean said, hey, Keith is looking for for collaborators. Right now is probably the time you want to give him a call. So we reached out to him. And he was uh, definitely – You just fucking cold called him? Yeah. Yeah, we hit hit him up and we said, hey, Keith, are you looking to collab? So we said, yeah, 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 get with this guy, make the arrangements. And then I just – Put him down at Studio G in Brooklyn. Yep. I got Tony to record him. Yeah. Tony, Tony's always – he's the man. He's always ready to do, oh, do some yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so Tony Tony recorded it. Me and Mick did the beat together. I gave – I made my bass line. I sent that over to Mick. Mick chopped it for the, for, the, for the actual version of the song. 
And what's interesting is in my remix that you're going to hear or that you just heard, um, you, uh, that, that's the original bass line that I gave to Mick to chop. And uh, I just wanted to leave that out somewhere in the world. So I used that, just the full bass line I sent uh, to Mick uh, in the remix. So I just left that in there. And uh, Keith was just really amenable. I sent a photographer down to take pictures. We did uh, uh, some, have a comic artist draw him. Uh, I mean, we really, really wanted to do, you know, a project worthy of one of our heroes. Yeah, so. yeah. You did good. You did good. Bitching. Thank you. Look, does Ohm Resistance have its own website? We absolutely do. It's ohmresistance.net, which feeds you straight into our, our Bandcamp page that has all of our releases. Great, great. And, and you've been uh, collabing, obviously. You, you were doing this before the sitch. You are during the sitch. You're going to do it after the sitch. Dig you it. know it. I love it. So how long are you in Portland? I am here until Sunday, and then I'm flying back to New York one more day there, and then I am flying back to Estonia. Okay. And you got a collab waiting there? Uh, just with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do music together? We actually do. We actually do. It's uh, on my last Submerged record, Ayamari and uh, Submerged. We did a track called Transformation. Uh, she's a vocalist by trade. Yeah. She's on the last uh, Perihelion compilation, Perihelion 2134, with, with her own, actually her own solo. Uh, she leads off the compilation. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm yeah. curious. What about, is it Submerged versus The Wife? No, 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 no. That's a plus. It's just a plus. We, we okay. can't be Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that was just a theoretical question. <laughs> no, no, no shit stirrer there. <laughs> Kurt, it's been real honor to have you aboard. You get new music, anything. Come back on, please. Oh, thanks. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thanks for discussing everything with me, Watt. And, uh, it's just an honor to be on uh, on your show. Oh, you're beautiful. You're beautiful, truly. And good luck, man. Keep on keeping on, brother. People, it's been the August 27, 2021 version edition of the Watt Pedro Show. Keep your battery right.